Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Hey, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, folks. It's one and only V, the girl economist, going to be live on this edition of Rogue News in the morning. You can find us over at roguenews.com, where it is the jump off for all things geopolitical, geostrategic, and geoeconomic. And with that also being said, check out our paid sponsors, mycbdedibles.com, mycbdedibles.com, for all your CBD edible goodness. And uh, with that all out of the way, I'd like to welcome Crypto Cowboy. He's going to be on. He's going to be sharing some technicals with us with the uh, recent... Uh, BTC turndown. Uh, if you've been in the uh, circle for a while, the real circle, not the circle jerk, but the real circle, uh, you would have known that one of the price points I was looking at is 28000 and uh, they beat it down around 29 k There's been a lot of buying happening, but you know, we'll, get a, we'll get into all that. There's a lot of juicy stuff. We'll touch base on that real quick for about 10 to 15 minutes, and then we'll jump heavy into the, uh, into the show um, and with all the other topics that we got to cover. And uh, gentlemen, good morning, CJ. Uh, Crypto Cowboy, what's going on, guys? What up, Cowboy? Morning. How are you guys doing? Doing great, buddy. Doing great. I mean, uh, where do you want to where do you want to begin, Cowboy? I mean, why don't you bring out the technicals, and uh, then I'll I'll bring the 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 fundamental back end of what's happening. There's some big announcements that are happening in the back end with a few institutions. So why don't you uh, get into the technicals with us, man? Sure, sure. I've got a I've got naked pictures of Hunter Biden's mom on here, so I need to shut those screens. Yes. Wait, what did you see? Oh. Let's see? Do the screen share. Share screen it is. All right. You guys like this better than Hangouts or what? Oh, God, it's easy. This is StreamYard is simple. All right. Well, here we are. Um, here we are looking at the madness. So shout out to the new look. Uh, I took away the red off the charts just because, like, you know, red is an emotional color. Yeah. Um, so now it's blue. How you like that? I like that. So what we're looking at here is, yeah, it's kind of ugly, um, you know, chart wise. Well, yeah, we, we rocketed up to 64. People can talk about Elon or, you know, whatever it is. I think, I think the reason we saw such a rocket up and then such a precipitous fall is, is going to be a mix between technicals and fundamentals, which, you know, he's going to cover that fundamental side. Um, but yeah, 28,000, um, is kind of what I was looking at actually 28, six, 
uh, and it didn't quite make it down there because usually the bottom targets are front run. So, you know, a couple things to look at in the history of Bitcoin. Because, okay, so to start this off, we should remember that if I go to, say, the monthly chart and I go to a better, um, we'll use uh, BLX, Brave Liquid Index chart, for anybody who wants to look back at the like full history of Bitcoin. Um, that's what you look at on, on trading use BLX. Um, so what you're seeing here now, I, I'm not using a logarithmic chart and I'm not doing that for a reason. Um, but Bitcoin has never come down to touch a prior cycle high. Right. So, it, I mean, it does all the way up, but after a new high, it doesn't come down to touch prior cycle high. Mind you, there are some caveats there, but let's keep this simple. Prior cycle high is uh, what first of November 13. We're looking at about you know 1,200 bucks, 1180. I could zoom in, but let's just like make that good enough. Um, arguably, maybe sometime in here in this 2017 market might have come down and, and tested it. You could say, but it didn't touch uh, ATH until that's all time high. It didn't make a new ATH and come back down until December of 17. And when it came back down, it didn't make it anywhere near 1,200. It made it down to, you know, 29, what, th let's just say 3,000. Um, you know, 3,150 is the number I remember back when I was, you know, playing the game. Uh, I, I remember I was actually up in Big Bear at that time, and uh, that's a, a spot in California, and I was making a bunch of money on it. But, uh, well, you know, not tell war stories right now. So, you know, then we had that 2020 wick. But even if we were to go back into like more ancient history, we can see like the prior all-time high here was th this is an actual time when it did touch. So, but this is so young. This is like Bitcoin's brand new. I kind of don't, you know, that's like an evolving market. That's one of your caveats. It did come down to kind of touch that, but eh, being such a new market, I don't really look at that. Now, in reality, backtesting should have at least. 10 at least 100 you know 100 data points to test so three or four data points like not that great so we're looking at kind of like back testing on a very low amount of data in a very undeveloped market so we don't want to get too excited about what i'm going to show you right now but there is a like kind of a level of excitement that can be had um you have twenty thousand here this is 2018 again prior high was not touched it was 1200 came down to like 3,000, and then made its way all the way up to 64. So the chances of going down to touch 20,000, uh, I mean, a touch is something that I think is possible but not probable. And the reason I think that is because everybody and their mother knows that 20,000 or really 19.5 um, is the prior all-time high. And because everybody knows that, you have everybody wanting to buy there. And when everybody wants to do the same thing, the smart money is going to be to it. So, you know, not only that, I mean, there's a, a report I sent over to V from, I think it was Morgan Stanley. And basically they're saying, yeah, chances are Bitcoin's going to resume its uh, move up to like up towards 100,000 and not break below 20,000. Um, now, three or four years ago, or let's just say like that was being said on CNN, I wouldn't listen to it. But this was like actually a report that was distributed to professionals that, you know, your average person doesn't see. So I think that's probably pretty reasonable. Um, you know, we can get in a little bit to the to the closer charts here before we move over to the fundamentals with V. But I did want to point out that history that, you know, price tends not to uh, drop below the prior all time high. 
But the caveat is we don't have a huge amount of data to analyze on this, right? It's not very, you know, there's not a lot of history of Bitcoin. So um, that would be, I guess you could call that a little bit of hopium, uh, but it's like hopium based on a little bit of science. So whatever, right? So we go to the four hour, um, you know, we all know what happened. Price went to like 64,000 and then it like came down pretty hard. But if you look at the charts up close, then I'm looking at the Coinbase chart. I usually don't look at Coinbase um, as much, but anyway, the long hard drop from 64,000 ended right at 29 to five. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, on, on Coinbase, it actually went down to 28. If you like Binance, in which I, I like finance better. Um, you know, you'll see the numbers are a little bit different. You have a lot more even of a look, and this is on futures. Um, so I do like to look at futures because there's just a little bit more of a um, sophisticated trader on there. So you look at a 28.7, right? And, and it literally, or I should say 28.6. So that big long drop, if I zoom in, ended right at 28.686 ish right so we just had it fall today down to 28.7 so on the sort of midterm or you know kind of the more local bottoms 28k is like a really good look also um you know i'm hearing a lot of the smart money likes that number i have i'm hearing people even guys as public as like robert kiyosaki said that they're going to back up the truck literally use that term back up the truck at 28.7 doesn't mean it's not going to go lower um, I'll, I'll show one last thing you know, we, I could dig into technicals like for hours, but just to keep this a little more, um, you know, relevant, I'll do one last bit and it'll be a fib based extension. So I'm not going to do a clinic here on these, but the next low point that price would likely go to, if there is a significant break below this current low would be at this 1.272 extension, which is right at like 20,000. It's like 20,200. Um, there's, of course, room for error on that because we're looking at different exchanges. Um, however, I, I mean, look, it can happen. Anything can happen. Price could go to zero. I mean, anything can happen. But on the balance of probabilities, this 28.7 is a decent bottom. I know a lot of people going long. The trick is <clears throat> that there, is, there are a lot of stop losses that are kind of in this 27,000 range yeah. because everybody and their mother went long right there. So mm -hmm. for anybody who understands how stop losses work, they're just a sell order. So a lot of people went long. Um, they may or may not have, have a take profit like I would. Um, but if I did, it would be, I don't know, we'll just make it up right now. We'll just say, Hey, that's my take profit at 45,000. You know, it probably would be closer to 42, but long story short, they have stop losses kind of in this region, right? So in that region, your big players understand that if they have buy orders just below that, stop losses are nothing but a sell order. They're a market sell order. So a market sell order means that you're actively taking from the market. And when you have a lot of market sell orders in one place, you have a liquidity trap. And that means there's nobody there to buy it. And when you have a liquidity trap, then price tends to rocket through that area. And even the other people will kind of, uh, it'll precipitate a panic sell because people who don't know anything, although the price is going down, it's going down, blah, 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 I got to sell out. And then they sell and then all the smart money has them in right there. So there is a chance price could dip below into that 25, 24 range on a panic wick down. 
Yeah. But I, I just I don't see price going below twenty on the balance of probabilities. So that's what I've got on the technical side. Um, you know, there's anybody wants to get in the nitty gritty, you know, of course we can do that later, but that's what I got for technicals right now. Excellent. You know, one of the things is it's it's pretty interesting. Um I'll say this. The numbers that that uh, that we were looking at, that I was talking to with a couple of guys on the back end on the institutional side of things, they were looking at twenty eighth, and they've been calling twenty eighth for God, man, like weeks at this point, two, three weeks, four weeks. I've had like documented communications with uh, with individuals where you know we're, we're you know looking at twenty eight, and then the other number that was looked at was twenty three k, and then this is the inflection point. They always said this is the inflection point, the inflection point, and I'm like, inflection point for what? What is it? Inflection point for? And uh, this is the inflection point where it's going to start climbing. There's a lot of, again, massive consolidation, massive buys are going to happen. And as the market was dipping, uh, it was the DCG group, okay, the digital currency group, which is they own Coinbase. They own pretty much a lot of the exchanges, a lot of the platforms, a lot of the tech uh, for cryptos here in the United States. DCG group is the conglomerate that owns it. And they themselves are also owned by, you know, by, by Wall Street banks. Now, DCG Group just put in $50 million uh, to BlackRock to buy their ETC, okay? Their, uh, which is basically going to be uh, a de- electronically traded derivative you know, futures contract for the crypto um, uh, portfolio that BlackRock is developing. Now, think about this. You got Morgan Stanley. You got BlackRock. You got JP Morgan doing it. Goldman's been doing it. They own Circle, right, and and a bunch of other things as well. So all the major players are in. So a lot of strong hands are beating down the market. There's going to be a lot of people that are going to be freaked out. Oh, my God, what's what's happening? I need to sell now. Don't, no, 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 no. Don't sell now. Just like Cowboy said, Bitcoin never dropped back in price to the point where it's you know, at the previous high or, 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 or you know, the, the prior high that was at. It never, you know, it always goes back up. So right now I'm looking at uh, trade blocks and trade block XBX, it, it, you know, we're looking at 30, 31K, you know, 31.7 right now. It, it's hovering around. Um, I expect it to go back up to 35 to 37 towards the end of the week. Um, and then you're going to start seeing a the, the, the crocodile teeth effect, the, the up and down swings. As things are further consolidated, did you just do a cliff high? Is that a cliff? Yeah, the crocodile teeth. Crocodile teeth, really? <laughs> the crocodile teeth. It's what you know. What it, it's perfect imagery. It's what people understand. <laughs> you know, it really is. It, it's like because you, know, you look at crocodiles, right? The teeth are all different sizes, up and down in their mouth. So it's a perfect imagery for people to to understand. It's like those, those peaks and valleys, but it's the peaks and valleys that are going to be trending up. That we're going to start seeing that march towards you know 50k again, and then we're probably looking at like probably 60 to 63, maybe 65k by by the fall. Now all these can change depending on how things play out with uh, certain institutions and how um, the dollar is is treated and how the, the 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 markets are going here on the equity side of things, you know. But that's that's what I got. Uh, anything you want to add, Nick? I mean, cowboy. Uh, uh, not that much to add. I mean, you know, just to kind of take a quick look at what could happen if price moves up. So where I would maybe take some profit. Uh, let me go ahead and use what's called a fixed range tool. Yeah, that's a good so idea. a lot of people you have. You, what's that? Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, a lot of people have been using over the years something called VPVR, which is uh, 
visual oh, shoot i forget what it stands for but it's got it right here bpvr anyway we're gonna use fixed range i'm not gonna go i'm not gonna tell a history here but what i do is i look for like a market like the most recent structure right so uh one of my mentors actually called it outside structure so structure that's not on the you know the inside over here or the outside out here he may have reversed those terms but you get the idea right so i start from like the top and I'll roll to say the most recent peak. The smart thing to do, well, well, we'll just do that right now. And what that does is it shows order blocks. Now, a lot of people are using this backwards. Um, you know, there's a guy over that works with uh, NeuroTracker. Remember those guys? Yep, Sean. Yep. And he's uh, he's a good trader. So what we always did back with VPVR and fixed range is we look for these blocks to come out as rejection points. But I worked with uh, an institutional trade a couple years ago, and then this got confirmed by uh, that neuro, the neuro, uh, neuro yeah, Sean, guy. Sean Kozak. Yeah, yeah, good guy. Yeah, uh, he awesome. runs a good show. Um, so and I was everybody does it backwards. Like people always think, oh, price is going to reject, say, at where these blocks come out. What these blocks are, these are volume. So a lot of volume got traded wherever these come out, right? So what's interesting, though, is that actually it's counterintuitive. Price gets attracted to where all that volume is. Price, that's where price wants to go. So certainly, you know, it's okay. A lot of people would say, hey, 35,000, I'm going to sell right there. Not, you know, not a bad plan, uh, you know, and then that's actually, it's an important point and price very well could reject there depending on how the market looks. But where price tends to reject is going to be in the gaps of the, uh, the VPVR. Like say right here, right in the middle of these two and somewhere in there. Um, so that that's actually what price tends to reject. But then again, you know, okay, how far back are you taking this? Because relevant structure begins to start to uh, have to go back in time. Now you're looking back from this top and then your, your metrics might change a little bit. It all depends on how you trade and what your time frame is. But on the larger time frame, um, you know, that is uh, what's really important here is 42,000. So 42,000 is a point I've been looking at for a long time. And you can see there's a strong rejection right there. It happened. And you have a gap right there in your volume. So, you know, if you think about it, everybody's buying, everybody's selling, everybody's buying, and then everybody avoids that point. That's why there's like no volume right there. <clears throat> so with that rejection right there, if price breaks above 42,000, then I'm going to be like, okay, we're probably done with the blood. Until price breaks above 42,000 and closes at least on the weekly, at least on the daily, at least a daily close, um, but better on the weekly, then I'll be like, okay, you know what? The, we're probably going to consolidate for a while or we're going to go straight up. So that's kind of my key point. But that point of control, which is right now, according to the way I drew this, let's get a little more relevant here, was at that 35,000 that he's talking about. And a lot of people are looking at that. Um, that there's a chance that you're going to see the smart money understand that a lot of people are going to sell at 35 and then that smart money is going to have their truck waiting. So it, it could happen that way. Um, if I were to expand much more, it, it would be a lot more conjecture. So I'll kind of leave it right there. Excellent. Very well said. Cowboy, thank you so much for sharing all the technicals with us. Uh, the recent market update has been absolutely invaluable. Now, if there's a way that people want to contact you for any sort of questions or, you know, any sort of, uh, um, um, I guess, uh, insight into uh, the market and in terms of crypto and where things are going, is there a, is there, you have any social media or any contacts that you uh, feel comfortable giving out or? 
Well, yeah, you know what? Just go ahead and get my email. It's uh, yeah. CryptoCowboyRadio at gmail.com. Nice there you easy. go. CryptoCowboyRadio at gmail.com. Folks, we will have that in the description box. Cowboy, again, thank you so much, man. Really thank you, Cowboy. Appreciate, appreciate it, brother. Yeah, pre- uh, I love it, man. Thanks for having me on. Oh, it's always a pleasure. We'll do this again, brother. Cheers. All right, then. Peace. All right, Siege, what's uh, next in the uh, on the um, on the list here? What's on the radar? You know, I think in terms of, of you know, what we're witnessing here and a couple of things, you know, come to mind. Uh, obviously, this affected uh, Mark Cuban, right? Everyone knows, you know, Mark Cuban, IU grad, billionaire, all that kind of good stuff. Cuban's and, an IU grad? I had no idea. Yeah, he's an IU grad. And I'm wondering, V, that if there's any play here, right? When we look at this this Titan and it slide from zero, from $60 to zero in less than one day, uh, if there's any play here that they're leveraging this to really bring forth more regulation. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. You know, a, a, again, just an opportunity for them to say, look, you know, this is exactly why and now a billionaire has been impacted, you know, versus. Oh, God forbid a billionaire has been impacted. <laughs> Oh my God! Whatever shall he do? This is we, the, the 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 stupid crypto that that Mark was uh, the Cuban was uh, promoting, right? Matic or something like that. You know, I'm I'm I, I wasn't paying attention exactly what he was doing. I just know that I have a funny suspicion he lost a, a little bit of of change on Good. this one. I hope he gets really hurt. <laughs> Good. Oh my God! A billionaire who's who's uh, who, who's who's claim to fame is selling one company called Broadcast.com back in the dot com boom. You know, whatever. One trick pony Cuban. Who cares? Anyway, yeah, there's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about a show like Cuban and, and morons that are similar to him, paper billionaires, right? That all of a sudden their paper gets hurt. They, they want to start saying, oh, bring more regulation. And folks, here's the thing, right? You got to have a pragmatic view of things, right? Do, do I hate Wall Street? Yes, with a passion. Do I, do I like the Tesla brand company? I hate electric cars. And I think Tesla is, is, is really a carbon trading company masquerading as a vehicle manufacturer. I've been calling it for years, and now the world, rest of the world is starting to catch up with me. Now, though I don't like these companies, though I hate the markets, though I don't like what's happening in crypto, and I warned about this three years ago when everybody else was uh, you know, out there circle jerking each other, talking about, oh, my God, this is wonderful. Goldman Sachs and JP Morgan, they're starting to accept crypto. I said, listen, you guys are inviting the wolves into the sheep's pen. And that's exactly what happened. And I said that one that's going to happen is that you're going to have a lot of institutions that are going to be controlling the on-ramps and the off-ramps. Oh, see, that won't happen. We're decentralized. We'll never be homogenized and pasteurized because, you know, we're crypto. Nobody controls us. And voila. Nobody controls the issuance of BTC. Correct. Nobody can control which wallet it goes to. Correct. But if you ever want to get out of BTC, if you ever want to get out of crypto, like this guy, CJ, this week, they, it made national news. Some individual was a, he woke up a crypto trillionaire. He was, uh, he has some coin called Rocket Bunny. And it's Rocket Bunny? Yeah, Rocket Bunny, which is okay. funny. I, I, it's funny they, made, they called it Rocket Bunny because Rocket Bunny is a is a famous Japanese tuner of uh, of uh, Japanese uh, or J- Japanese domestic market uh, uh, sports cars. You know the guy's just in, in, in you know incredible company anyway in Japan. We're called Rocket Bunny, but somehow they took the name Rocket Bunny and they created a a coin called Rocket Bunny. And this this guy put twenty bucks in or something like that or a hundred bucks into Rocket Bunny, and somehow through 
some sort of glitch or whatever. He <laughs> he woke up one one point four trillion dollars richer. <laughs> one point four trillion dollars richer. The problem is you can't do jack squat with Rocket Bunny. Ninety nine point nine nine percent of these cryptos, you cannot do jack squat with them. The vast majority of them are worthless. And Bitcoin will have some sort of play in here on an institutional side of sense, maybe as a digital anchor point for some of the digital assets that they're developing. Again, at the end of the day, majority of these have no use case scenarios whatsoever, right? So you're, the on-ramps and the off-ramps are all controlled by Wall Street. So this guy who's a crypto trillionaire, there's no way he could liquidate it. And I mean, think about it, see, you, you go buy a cup of coffee. All right, sir, uh, how would you like to pay? <laughs> Do you take Rocket Bunny? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'd like to pay in Rocket Bunny. Do you take it? <laughs> well, you, you're, you're a trillionaire. You think you're a hotshot. You go to your local car dealership. Listen, give me, I want the Ferrari uh, SF90 Stradale. Give it to me fully optioned down. I want it all. I want the carbon ceramic brakes. I want the full-on carbon fiber interior. I want it all. Okay, so your total bill is six hundred thousand dollars. How would you like to pay? Do you take Rocket? <laughs> Do you take Rocket Bunny? <laughs> what? You know, so this is the problem. So you have a lot of guys who are crypto millionaires, but they have no way of actually going down the street and buying a cup of coffee with their cryptos. They'd have to convert it to fiat. In other words, the the, the institutions have locked it up in a way that in order for you to get your crypto gains out you have to go through these zombie institutions, okay? You just have to. Unless, of course, you know me, then I have other avenues legally of getting things done where you don't have to go through zombie uh, institutions. You could actually liquidate into various other assets, and, you know, that's a whole other conversation. That, that's only for private clientele. That's a side story. But anyway, um, so you can't, right? So the reason why I bring that up is this. this the majority of the action that's happening in the crypto side on the institutional side, I can't talk about the guys who are out there, you know, trading this thing day to day, you know, and whatnot. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the institutional side. On the institutional side, all this stuff is starting to happen because it is primarily led by zombie institutions, by yield-starved banks. Okay, yield-starved banks, because they are literally trying to start the next, you know, the next bubble, the next thing that they want everybody to invest in. But it's funny because what the institutions are doing is they don't want you touching crypto, right? Because that's why they're making it so adverse for you. Think about this. The average American who don't know, uh, if you don't know a gorilla, if you don't know how the OTC markets work, if you don't know, have access to anything like that, the average American, let's just say you're sitting on 400 grand worth of crypto, 100 grand worth of crypto, 50 grand worth of crypto, right? In order for you to say, hey, you know what, I'm gonna, I gotta sell this off. I wanna take some profit. You're going through your Coinbase, you know, Coinbase, and you get on with Coinbase. What do they do? They do KYC AML. You gotta give your your photo identification, your passport, driver's license, your right kidney, right? And then uh, when you open up an account, you get up over ten thousand dollars. They all of a sudden get you a W nine. You have a file with the IRS right now. You don't even know it, but it's there. And uh, what happens is, if you want to get liquid, now the taxes are very punishing they're very you know devastating these taxes that occur right so think about this you got 400k in crypto you want to go liquidate 39.6 percent tax and now they want to have capital gains tax on top of that which of course according to the current cardboard cutout in chief in the white house 
that could be as high as 50-some-odd percent. I mean, think about this. It's making it very prohibitive for you to hold crypto. It's making it very prohibitive just like for you to own a home, for you to buy a car. It's becoming cost prohibitive and punitive for you to have any sort of financial freedom. But Goldman Sachs and J.P. Morgan and Morgan Stanley and Merrill Lynch and Elliott Management and anybody else will, will step in and, and, and the DCG group and Grayscale, they'll step in and be like, hey, you know what? You know, this whole Bitcoin thing, look, let's do, let's do a, a smart thing. Crypto is dangerous. It's volatile. It's volatile. You don't want to mess around with that. So uh, here, buy our ETF. It's better. But uh, will I actually have a position? In crypto? Oh, yes, you'll surely have a position in cryptos. You mean I get to own it? Oh, yeah, you get to own the cryptos through this ETF. But my friend was telling me something about private keys. Do I get private keys? Oh, <laughs> you don't have to worry about those nonsense things like private keys. Those are all with us, us institutions who are the most ethical institutions. We're regulated. Are we? We are regulated. Are we not, CJ? Yes, we are regulated. Right? As regulated institutions, you have to trust us. We know what is best. Okay, here's my money. I'm buying a Bitcoin ETF. That's what they want you to do. Now, that being said, do cryptos have a future? Hell yes, they do. Now, there are certain coins that I do love that are actually real, that have real value. But it's not used in the way that pr traditional people use, right? Like, for, look, the closest thing in the crypto world that you have towards real fiat currency and real fiat cash, and I advise anybody, go get a book, right? Get this book called Blockchain Revolution. Learn how the technology works. Read up on it. But... Most importantly, if people were to come up to me, hey, V, what's your favorite crypto? I'm going to tell you again and again and again. And this is why you can't buy it in the United States. It's next to difficult. You used to be able to get it here, but not anymore. It's becoming very hard for you to get. And it's very difficult because they don't want you to touch it. The closest thing you have to the best crypto when it comes to money, when it comes to utility, fungibility, security, privacy, and utility is Monero. Monero is money and i love monero more is when you could take monero and you combine that with the usage for gold and then or precious metals gold and silver and then you then my friend you have the ultimate you have the ultimate and the most amazing thing about monero it has probably the most hardcore developers in the entire cryptoverse number one number two okay what i love about it is this there's nobody talks about it it's not advertised anywhere. It's not anything. And yet it continues to grow, which is incredible. And real development happens to it. See, Monero, bit, people buy Bitcoin thinking that they're buying Monero, right? And what I mean by that is this. People buy Bitcoin thinking it's private. It's not private. Okay, there are companies out there with all sorts of technologies that they can, with a 99% accuracy, find out who owns the wallet. Okay? So... A lot of people are buying Bitcoin thinking it's private, it's it's you know it's fungible, it's no, it's not any of that. Monero is one of those coins. Okay, it's it's fungible and it, it's real and whatnot. Now there's other coins uh you know that has to do with web three, because most of you don't realize that that internet 3.0 is it's here, it's evolving. Web 3.0 is what they're calling it. And there's a lot of coins out there like Chainlink that are part of that. And I've I've 
told clientele to, you know, that I'm, you know, I love uh, Chainlink. A lot of my clients came in on Chain, you know, they bought Chainlink at two, three dollars a pop. They've done very well. Um, Polkadot is another one that's done wonders, right? Uh, the, uh, yeah, what else? I mean, there's a few other coins that I'm not going to mention at this point. You know, I'm, I'm free on the radio, but <laughs> that uh, I'm not going to mention here, but that have done well, and that has to do with infrastructure of web, infrastructure of of data. And 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 decentralization when it comes to uh, internet technology, data technology, uh, file technology, um, you know, uh, 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 fintech. There there are coins that are centered around that that will do very well. But at the end of the day, the majority of your coins, your Doge coins, this coin, that coin, the other the other shit coins that are out there ain't gonna do nothing. They're worthless. And then what happens is, well, I, I'm investing in crypto. Is that a smart thing? Look, you're gonna make a lot of money. Okay, you're gonna do very well. The key is the big worry part here is is what's gonna happen when they liquidate because the federal government is 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 kind of torn, right? They are and they understand that the dollar's dying, right? So they don't want to make crypto looking like the most, you know, they don't want crypto looking like the hottest girl in, in the ballroom. They don't want that. So they're trying to uglify her, they're trying to give her a carry situation, you know, dump some pig's blood on her. You know, make fun of her at the prom kind of deal, right? So they don't want, you know, crypto looking good, and they don't want gold looking good. They want to make the dollar look good because they want to run the fiat scam as much as possible. But at the same time, they understand if they keep alienating crypto, that it's it's going to be utilized by other countries, and the other countries are going to do fairly well. Now, there's a lot of stuff coming out of China, and it's actually a lot of FUD, because China hasn't done anything new when it comes to crypto legislation since 2017. Oh, the the PBOC is prohibiting, you know, OTC deals of, of of cryptographic currencies and have those bank accounts shut down. Well, they've been doing that since 2017. Oh, the 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 PBOC is, you know, the the CCP. They're they're telling the uh, crypto miners to, to to shut down and to seek uh, greener pastures elsewhere. They've been doing that since 2017. Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. All of this is happening, folks. At the end of the day, look, everybody's chasing the yield. Everybody's chasing the bubble. The pragmatic thing to do is take advantage of it. If the bubble, like, you, you, are the profits in Wall Street fake? 1,000%. Are these stock numbers? Is Tesla really a trillion-dollar company? Hell no. Is Amazon a trillion-dollar company? Absolutely not. None of these companies are real. They're all fake, fictitious, and the, and the valuations are complete BS. It's complete BS. But... If somebody were to give me, hey, V, here's uh, $10,000 in Tesla stock, I'm taking it. I'm taking it. Because I can take the profits out of that, convert it to liquidity, and actually get real tangible assets. So that's what I want to keep in perspective. Siege, uh, what else we got, brother? You know, V, I think that's it for today. Uh, we got Matthew Arrett coming up on uh, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and uh, it looks like he's getting geared up for his his topic today. A couple of things to just keep our eyes on that are happening uh, nationally. Uh, ironically enough, they they happen to fall in in, in my home state, Indi- Indiana, uh, one of which is a federal lawsuit uh, that was filed by Indiana University students in regards to uh, the the uh, vaccination requirement that the university has instituted there at IU, not only for the students, but also uh, the employee. So they they did file that federal lawsuit. I believe Tucker Carlson actually uh, covered that last night and had the attorney representing that. So I haven't watched the interview yet, uh, but dig into that. But then another one that just came across on Zero Hedge, and and I think we're going to see more people do this. We'll find more people that do this. And 
This is a lawsuit that was filed here in Indiana with people who are actually suing the governor for nixing the unemployment benefits, V. And this was bound to happen, right? Like when the federal government's rolling out all this free money, all this this effort, uh, people are taking advantage of it. And, and I don't blame them. I mean, they, they created this culture of this. But now we have a, a group of citizens here in the state have said, you know what? The, the state doesn't have the right to deny these federal uh, enhancement, these benefit programs that they've done. So they filed this lawsuit against the state. So just just a couple of things to keep our eyes on. Just found those interesting to see how this gets played out. That's interesting. interesting. <laughs> That's funny. It's the world we live in. Yeah, it really is. It really is. And with that being said, folks, we are at the end of the program at 2 p.m. Matthew Eric will be on Geostrategic Hour. It's going to be lit. And with that being said, CJ, take it away.